Hi, Lance Meikle, Founder and Managing Director of Generational, your pathway to wealth, health, and leaving a legacy. You're listening to the Family Office with Lance Meikle podcast, the podcast for those that are seeking a way of living that is healthier, enables you to be wealthier, and live your life whilst leaving behind a legacy. On this podcast, you're going to hear from people that understand the results of collaboration, synergies, wealth, and freedom that only a family office can produce. Family offices are the only entity that unites families and implements intergenerational wealth transfer and purpose, and Generational is the out-in-front leader to assist you. In the podcast, I'll make sure you have all the resources you need to move forward to having wealth, health, and leaving a legacy. So to get started, go to our website, genmfo.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.com, where you'll get heaps of free insights, you can request a free e-guide to get answers to all of your questions, and while on the website, visit our YouTube channel and watch our videos. For more amazing episodes, go to genmfo.podbean.com, that's G-E-N-M-F-O.podbean.com, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast or your favourite podcast app. If you want to join our community and gain access to the patriarchs and matriarchs that I work with around the world, subscribe to my podcast. In the short term, if you wish to get started straight away, contact me personally via LinkedIn so we can get started. Hi, audience. Thanks for spending some time with me listening to this episode. As a patriarch, why a family office? Now, let's jump into your dose of getting some practical family office information. My co-host today is Alan Bennett. Patriarch of Bennett Family Office. Alan started as a family office client in 2016. Both Alan and his amazing wife were former clients of mine and when I was providing high-end personal advice. I'm sure there will be some more that we'll flesh out and get some more about the experience of the journey of that as we uh, get to know a bit more about Alan. So Alan, welcome to the Family Office with Lance Beagle podcast. Hi Lance, nice to be here. Good, thanks for your time Alan. It's, a, it's an absolute privilege to have you today for plenty of reasons. However, I want the audience to know the number one reason is my gratitude for both you and your wonderful wife for being brave enough uh, as Generational's first client, family office client. You place trust in myself and the family office message that I brought to you. And you prepaid as a client for 10 years, which demonstrated your conviction around the message that you'd heard and the belief in myself. It's enabled Generational as a business to start our multifamily office. From the depths of my soul, I thank you and I thank your wife for that trust. My pleasure, Lance. It's been a, a two-way street. So let's get started, if we can, by telling our amazing audience, Alan, um, a bit about yourself, the makeup of your family, what are you comfortable to share with that, um, your business journey, which I'm really interested in drilling down for the audience to get a sense of your skill sets and what's happened with your business um, you may or may not want to just discuss the name of your business. That's up to you. Um, and where that sort of took you at, at the end of the exit of that business and uh, and how we come about meeting. So over to you. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm the youngest son of some couple of 10-pound poms that came out to Australia uh, in the early to mid-50s. Um, the family is... The, your traditional nuclear family, mum, dad, uh, two kids. They're both both in their uh, early 30s, uh, blessed with a pretty good family life. As far as uh, I think you'd call it the business journey, uh, I was working as a salesperson in a, uh, a printery 
printing company in Sydney. I think I was there for about 15 years, um, not too bad in, in sales, but uh, I think I'd become a bit jaded with the business and I think there was probably a bit of um, being taken for granted by the management and I just reached a point where I wasn't that happy and my wife said, well, if you're not happy, why don't you have a, a crack at something yourself? So beautiful. at 42, um, went out on, on our own, started off as a, uh, a printing brokerage uh, that morphed into a design studio uh, specialising in point of sale and that, that whole business of making a decision when you really get to see the different TVs or whatever they are in store. That in turn went through to become a, a through-the-line agency dealing in promotions, print management, warehousing, distribution, and then on to the whole digital uh, experience. So we were used to being a, a one-stop shop uh, so that meant that when the family office was discussed by you, Lance, uh, I got that concept. Um, then a few years ago, management buyout, now a minor shareholder uh, in that business. Amazing. And with the business journey, did you expect you would end where you ended? Were you short of the mark or ahead of the mark? Look, to be honest, Lance had no expectations. It was just... <laughs> A very, a very linear thing, just what happens the next day is what happens the next day. Uh, enjoyed doing it while I did, but reached a point where I just didn't want to do that anymore. And so very happy just to, to give it away. Yeah, fantastic. Are you comfortable to discuss with the audience how we met? And that you don't need to be doing that if you're comfortable to uh, take okay. people through that journey because there'll be a lot of people on the audience that are in a similar position with their trusted uh, relationship they have that might be a stockbroker, it might be an accountant, it might be a mortgage broker, it might be a financial planner, it might be a couple of those, and they're in a space where they're listening to this uh, episode and they're hearing your message. Um, you know, and I'm trying to work out for our audience: do they need to tick a box? Do they need to know what they need to know, or do they need to have a discussion? Or, or what was your journey? If you're comfortable to take people through that, yeah, for sure. Well. I met you initially, Lance, through uh, my elder brother. You're in a business relationship there. Um, and that led to um, when you branched out in a different area and became a financial uh, advisor using your services. Uh, we hit a, a sticky patch at one stage with a business uh, arrangement. And um, I remember having a phone call with you and you had flew down from Brisbane the next day and helped us uh, work our way through that. Um, and uh, so when Generational was formed and uh, you spoke about the whole concept of the family office, uh, we were more than happy to be involved uh, at the at ground level. Mm. Thanks for that. And then it's important, I think, Alan, because, you know, family offices are in early days in Australia, Southern Hemisphere, and a lot of people have fears of how do they go about connecting the discussion, joining the dots, if you will, from where they are, do they can they talk to their existing uh, trusted person? Um, do they need to be a multifamily office? Um, and it's good to hear people like yourselves journey. And that is, um, you know, it just needs to be authentic and it is what it is, and reach out and uh, things should end up where they need to end up. So thanks for thanks for sharing that journey. Good segue to the next question I want to put you on the spot with, which is, I'm interested in. Uh, I suppose I'm interested in, in in hearing your answer, whether it be good, meets my targets, exceeds my targets, 
or, or kicks me, um, I'm happy to hear whatever it is. And that is, what was the family office message that you heard and how's that played out? So when I first spoke to you, uh, 2016, um, what was the message from your side of the fence that you can share with the audience that you heard and how's that played out? Yes, I remember vividly when you raised the whole concept, which I, I wasn't aware of at all. And I think the, my first expression about it was, oh, so you're like a concierge. Uh, <laughs> That's correct. That's exactly what you said, yes. And, and, and that is how it, has, how it has worked out, where you've got this whole concept of somebody having a, a greater eye over unrelated areas. So bringing together... Uh, things like the financial advice, accountants, legal representation, insurance, all those things. Traditionally, those are seen as silos. You, you've got those different suppliers to you, you could say, whereas this is offering, uh, in a sense, a, a one-stop shop insofar as the, these different suppliers are able to to talk to one another and make decisions and it does remind me of the services we've offered as an agency in the past whereas our part of our pitch I think to our, our client base was you don't have to worry because we will and that's what a family office does in the sense that it makes sure that the uh, the accountants and the financial uh, advisors and the legal representatives uh, are all working in the same direction and play well in the sandpit and that's something which was a totally new concept to me it does work oh. Oh, no, that's um that's good so would you say given you've commented there around you had some preconceived sort of um, exposure to that concierge one-stop shop model through your own business that you've shared with us uh, would you say it has aligned to your expectations or exceeded your expectations or you're disappointed against that benchmark of that experience? Well, I don't think I'd be having this you know, chat with you if I, if I didn't think it, it reached expectation, that's for sure, Lance. It's uh, certainly exceeded it. One thing that has been a, a nice surprise about it, and um, you, you said this at the beginning, was when you talked about the family office, I said, well, look, we're not wealthy enough. We don't have enough money for that. Sure. Uh, and that's probably not the case. You don't have to be a, a high net worth family really to benefit from this. Yeah, that's a good point. One that I hadn't um, down to discuss with you, but I'm glad that's why we do these and flesh out the items. So thanks for sharing that with the audience. Um, on the emotional intelligence side, I want to go now. So getting away from dollars and numerals and percentiles and, and metrics um, into the human element, um, what does it feel like being a patriarch? Uh, when you when you pose the question like that, it makes you feel old, Lance. <laughs> well, that's how you feel. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm interested in for the audience. How you feel about being a patriarch? No, well, the, the word patriarch uh, presumes a family, uh, and that's what we are. And family is pretty pretty core to who we are, particularly in, in our case, or I think that's how I feel anyway. Uh, but being a, a patriarch, if you want to use that word, uh, in, also implies a sense of responsibility. So it's not just to yourself and to, to your, your life partner, but also to the uh, next generation of kids that are coming along and, and, and their kids as well. So it's a, 
it's a nice warm feeling but it's also uh, a great sense of responsibility yeah no thanks for that that's that's what i want the audience to get a sense of because you're absolutely correct there there is a responsibility money doesn't abrogate the responsibility making a payment to a provider of family office services like generational doesn't abrogate your responsibility and any professional will sever those relationships uh, and turn a blind eye to the money if there isn't that ownership and accountability around what it is that we're told uh, you want to achieve as part of your legacy. Um, so it's nice to um, hear that and nice to share that with the audience. Knowing what you know, we'll change tack here for a, a change direction here, Alan. Knowing what you know now, it's always easy, isn't it? We've all got a, we've all got a master's, a PhD in hindsight. Um, but knowing what you know now, if you had your time again, would you have commenced a family office a family office earlier? If yes, why? If not, why? I definitely would have. Um, I've made a lot of decisions, particularly financial decisions over the years on the spur of the moment and shoot from the hip. Some of those have been okay. Some of those have been quite foolish. One of the things about a family office is that it just is a bit of a handbrake on decision-making uh, and it just stop, stops and gets you to think about what the implications are. And, and it's a consensus thing as well because uh, our family office meetings will have different uh, assistance in the form of being an accountant, financial advisor or a lawyer uh, on different things uh, that need to be decided. So rather than you just making a, a decision on a whim, uh, you get a much more considered result. The other reason... Uh, I would have started a family office earlier would be for the sake of our children. Uh, our children are in their uh, early 30s now uh, and it's been great having them involved in the family office. Uh, we all take turns in chairing the meetings as they come around every few months. Uh, and so and how, how, how's that experience in itself, Alan? Um, you know, that's a fairly different approach, I think, to what you would have expected. You, I'm, I'm assuming, given your previous experiences and what I certainly know about your family, you were accustomed to having an agenda, top-down approach, rather than a collaborative and a conciliatory type approach. How has that been as the patriarch or, or as the dad, which is the word I know you'd be more comfortable to use, observing and feeling and witnessing your children participate in that? Oh, great. It's, it's been really good because... Um, they started off a little, well, why are we involved in this? But uh, they took to it as ducks to water and uh, very quickly started to contribute and to challenge uh, so that uh, better decisions are made. And what I was getting to was that this is a real educational uh, opportunity for them where they're learning financial responsibility and uh, when there's a, an inheritance some way down the track, I think it also gives a, a better sense of responsibility for whatever um, for whatever, whatever they get as well. And I just feel that if the family office had been started earlier, they would have been uh, exposed to those, uh, that, those sensibilities uh, and practicalities of uh, financial uh, strategy uh, earlier. Uh, and I, I, I can't see why just young teenagers shouldn't be uh, present in a family office meeting as it just lays the groundwork for their own 
good financial decision making abilities for the future. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. In my own my own family office, uh, my son is ten, and uh, he's been involved in the, uh, my own family office since he was eight. And uh, to your point, it's around that sitting in a uh, whether it be a, a Zoom recording or whether it be a virtual, whether it be a hybrid, whether it be a face to face, whatever the event is. It's around him, and regardless of whether he's eight or whether he's 18 or 28, to your point, I agree, Alan, it's really around building confidence and awareness around conflict management, collaboration, uh, having your voice heard, being respected. They're things that money uh, doesn't buy or doesn't fix. Um, that's, a, that's a wealth play. Um, and what we try to deliver to our clients is we try to deliver more of that collaboration and uh, long-term intergenerational confidence and respect um, rather than, um, you know, just talking about dollar signs and percentage signs um, that we try and bring that in. So that's, a, again, a, a good segue into um, the last question I'm going to throw at you for our audience is, uh, and again, feel, feel free to answer, feel free not to answer. Um, but I'm really interested in drilling down into what are the benefits you've experienced, not what you've, uh, you know, not what you've gleaned uh, against benchmarks. We've covered that. It's really what have you and your wife, as the patriarch and matriarch, experienced by having a family office? rather than being a, a mum and a dad, doing it on your own with your financial planner like myself uh, and other service providers, what has the family office brought to your family that you've experienced? An ability to be more relaxed about what our prospects are for the future, knowing that everything hasn't been decided by a guess. In a way, it's summarising some of the points we've already discussed, Lance, but firstly, um, Having consensus in the decision-making process, you know, when, when you get a, a lawyer, a financial advisor and an accountant together on the one Zoom meeting when you're coming up or implementing a strategy, that is gold because those, which use your expression again, service providers, when you put them in the environment of the family office where they're looking at something bigger than just their own expertise, then they are greater than the sum of their parts. And that's what the family office has done and that's how we've benefited. Uh, that would be one point. And the second, to reiterate, is that of education. Education for myself and my, my wife. My expertise has been sales, design, marketing, et cetera. Definitely not any form of financial management or, or, or planning for the future or even thinking about it. So education for my wife and myself and then, of course, education for the next generation yeah i said it was going to be the last question but i lied i've just thought of another one and i promise this will be the last one um so comparing your answer there to a family office model so that is uh, the children you know and yourself and your wife uh, collectively um uh, have got financial education and awareness uh that you can obtain through arguably through an accountant or a financial planner financial advisor a stockbroker your trusted confidant with um, your financial matters. What is what is the family office um, outside of those metrics around finances that you've experienced? What does the family office bring to mum and dad, the patriarch and matriarch, outside of the financial um, metrics that you can obtain through other providers? 
Uh, I, I would say control, control about how you, you feel, uh, how you're able to sleep more comfortably at night uh, and what you're, look, we can't control everything in our future, but you've got sure. as many cases covered uh, as you can reasonably do. And so you then get on with living life rather than worrying about life. Mm. That is my last question, Alan. I won't throw any more at you. So it's been an absolute honour to have you co-hosted today um, on the episode. Thanks for being so brave and transparent. I always appreciate um, co-hosts who go beyond and, uh, you know, become vulnerable and open up good, bad or indifferent. Thanks for sharing your insights and experience with our audience today. It's really appreciated. Absolute pleasure, Lance, anytime. If you want my help in any way, shape, or form, go to genmfo.com. That's G-E-N-M-F-O.com and interact. Please share this episode with anyone you care about so that they, like you, can have a pathway to wealth, health, and a legacy. Please leave an episode review at genmfo.podbean.com, Apple or Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app, and subscribe to not miss out on my latest episodes. Until my next episode, remember, if a pathway to wealth, health and a legacy is what you seek, Generational is where you start. Thanks for listening.